Have you always wanted to be that cool music teacher who knows how to play the ukulele and rocks it out with your students? Well, then I have a fantastic masterclass just for you. On September 25th, I will be holding a masterclass called How to Plan Your Ukulele Unit in 30 Minutes. And legit, I am going to show you and tell you how to do that, along with some good tips and tricks on teaching your students how to play the ukulele. Join me on September 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 6 p.m. Central, and you can sign up by going to storiesthatsing.net forward slash free uke masterclass. See you there. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed. I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. Well, it's very possibly that time of the year. You know, that time when your students have been in school for a month or so and they're just starting to settle in and get comfortable. They're making their friends and they're so excited to chit chat and be silly. And for you, what that means is that behavior management has now become a thing. Classroom management is super challenging. First of all, I don't know if you're like me, but I tend not to be a very detailed person. So, for example, when I was a young new teacher, I would have kiddos playing with toys literally in front of me. And I would be like, not even noticing. And a kid next to them would be like, how come Sammy gets to play with his toy and I don't get to play with mine? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I didn't notice that. So I'm not a very detailed person. And I think that that comes with sort of that creative musician's brain. Now, you may be blessed with a very detailed brain. And if you are, I wish you would share some of your strategies with me because that is a constant struggle for me. But details and systems and structure and consistency are always things I struggle with. I have gotten so much better as I've grown as a teacher, but it's still a struggle. And here's the part that's the most challenging. Nothing works for us like it does for the classroom teachers. And I shouldn't really say nothing works for us. Things do work for us, but the classroom teachers hold the power. They have all of the power to take away recess. Not that I agree with that because I totally don't. I think kiddos need to have recess every day for a long period of time. But I know that classroom teachers do not always have time for that. 
but they have that power to, you know, things affect kids' grades and things affect just the outcome that's happening in the classroom. And they have that consistent, they're with those students every single day, day in and day out, except for when they're in one of our classes or in the art class or the PE class. So it it makes it a struggle because since we don't have that power and we don't have that consistent time with our students and every special classroom is run a little bit differently, it makes it more challenging. So the types of behavior management that students are experiencing in the classroom just don't work for us. So what do we do? How do we get around that? Today, I'm going to share with you my tried and true behavior management system. This is truly the best way to keep your students learning and growing as musicians. And at the same time, the best way for you to be happy in your music classroom. I call it the reward day system. So I have always taught elementary school, anywhere between pre-K through fifth grade. Sometimes I've taught just fourth and fifth graders. Currently in this type of job I have now, it's a part-time job, which is so amazing. And I am teaching just pre-K, kindergarten, and first grade. So I've got all the littles. And I'm going to tell you that I wasn't good with any of them at first. There was a time when, if you've heard some of my other podcasts, you've heard me talk about this before, but I literally sat down in the middle of a second grade class with my head in my hands and I was just like, oh my gosh, these second graders are running over me and they are eight years old and ah, it was terrible. So I did a lot of learning a lot of growing. I watched other music teachers. I watched other classroom teachers. And I just did my best to get better at classroom management. Here's what else I'm going to share with you, though. I wasn't good with the big kids. They ran all over me. So when I taught all the grade levels, my very first year teaching, I had a fifth grader come up to me and he said, you know what I like about your class, Miss Shory? I like that we can come in any way we want to. And that's legit what they were doing. I had kiddos leaping over chairs. I had kids running into my classroom because I didn't know how to prep them before they came into my classroom. So I wasn't good with those big kids, but I learned how to be better with the big kids. And the way I did that was, first of all, using these strategies. Number one, consistency counts. Consistency is all important. It doesn't matter which children you're teaching. If one week you allow kids to play the instruments randomly whenever you want to, and the next week they're on your last nerve and you're like, okay, this week I'm going to be super structured and I'm going to take instruments away as soon as kids are out of rest position, then that's not going to work. It must be consistent. Every single time, even that precious, cute, adorable little child who has the most amazing smile and the cutest little eyes 
that are sparkling at you, that cries as soon as you take anything away from them, even that kiddo, you need to do the same thing. And I have been guilty of that. I've been guilty of going, oh, I'm just going to give that one another chance. Oh, that's so mean. No, it's not mean. It's called, if they get away with it once, the next time, all of the students sitting around them are also going to get away with it because, or they're going to at least try it because they're going to be like, oh, that boy got to do it. So now I can do it. So you need to be consistent. And I know that's hard. And I mean, you're going to do your best. I'm not judging here. I am not always consistent even after 25 years of teaching. But consistency is super important. So consistency counts. Number two, structure is significant. It is so important that you keep your class structured the same way. It keeps students able to follow along. It reduces anxiety in your classroom. They know what to expect. So follow the same structure every time. It can vary a little bit, but with little ones especially, like hello song first, then maybe some vocal exploration, then maybe you do a movement activity, and then after the movement activity, something calming like the mirror game, which is where you put your hands out and you have them slowly mirror you for like, 30 seconds and that calms everything down or maybe add in a storybook lesson at that point and then maybe a little something else if you have time with some manipulative scarves or bean bags or something and then at the end you do your goodbye song so with big kids it it's going to be a little bit different than that but you want to keep the structure the same so that is tip number two. Structure is significant. Keep it structured all the time. Number three, transitions are terrific. I am not going to go into a lot about transitions here because if you listened to episode number 29, you should already be sort of an expert on transitions. But what I am going to tell you is that Transitions are an amazing way to keep your students listening and actively engaged. Every single time you change course, you change activities, you when they're coming in, when they're leaving all those times, you want to have a consistent transition so that they know what to do. I've had my new students for four weeks now, and now when I say, let's make a circle, a great big circle, let's make a circle and have some fun, my kinders and my pre-K struggled, especially my pre-K, they struggled hard with that at first, but now they know what to do, and they get, like, the other day, I didn't even have to be in the circle, and they were already in the circle and just doing a great job. So those are three tips for you. Consistency is key, structure is significant, and transitions are terrific. See what I did there with my alliteration? I love some alliteration. So those are three good tips to start you off. The next thing I wanna to talk to you about is reward days. So this is how it works. My classroom is gamified. There is an app out there and it's also 
on your browser. It's called Classcraft and you can set it up so that your students are in what's called XP for doing things that are right, like if they raise their hand instead of shouting out, if they're being respectful, if they only speak with permission, those types of things, then you can have them earn XP. And I am going to link to a previous blog post. Also, I'm gonna link to the blog post called This Changed Everything, which is the details of my classroom management reward system called Reward Days. And you can check that out if you need more information. So my classroom's gamified, my students are next P. Once they level up, which is what they do when they earn enough XP, then they earn a reward day. And these are so much fun. So you're going to love this. It works like this. You're going to create an activity that your students love. You're going to give it a cool, exciting title, and you're going to bring out all your fun manipulatives. So hit manipulatives. <laughs> so let me give you some examples. My students particularly love my Choose Your Own Adventure series. So they get to choose between the theme song for Star Wars, the theme song for Pirates of the Caribbean, the 1812 Overture, and I've got a couple of other ones in there. And I will link to that bundle in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. So what they do is they get to learn some fun facts about the composer of the piece, whatever it happens to be. They get to listen to it. I have them close their eyes and they observe the pictures they see in their head. We analyze the piece for its form and this all goes really, really fast, like five minutes, no more. And then they discuss how each section sounds differently and I pass out a fun manipulative and we do some moving. So you're probably wondering what kind of manipulatives do they get to use? So really anything goes. I have used monkey noodles before. I found some inexpensive lightsabers on Amazon and I will link to those in the show notes as well. You can use eye patches for Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, if you're using eye patches, you want to order enough for the whole, like all the classes. So if you think that your kids, let's say half of them are going to do the reward day Pirates of the Caribbean, then you just order that many eye patches. You don't have to do that, but boy, my kids absolutely love putting on those eye patches. I also have these fun scarves and we use the scarves as like a waving type of thing. So that's pretty cool. You can use beach balls, bouncy balls, anything. I mean, the sky is the limit. Uh, parachutes, um, super stretchies. I've actually got a really cool activity that goes with the Wellerman and that one is using super stretchies. So like anything you want, you can use. Then when they've finished moving, if you want to go further and you have the time, which if you've only got 30 minute classes, you probably won't. But if you have 45 or 50 or 60 minute classes, then you can add in some unpitched percussion. Keep the rhythm super easy. You use this as kind of a review day, review day of form or review day of note values or rhythm reading or whatever you happen to want to do. And they get to do 
that choose your own adventure deal. So that is one type of reward day. Another type of reward day I like to do is a bouncy ball reward day. You can design a lesson plan using bouncy balls, using basketballs, something like that. You can design a lesson plan using glow sticks. You could call it glow stick party day. I love to do karaoke day. Now, when I do karaoke day, I am sure to really talk to my students about good audience behavior because now we're working on good audience behavior. And I also talk to them about using their voices properly and having a singing voice and not a shouting voice. Or, I mean, one time I had students who did let it go. I'm sorry, I had two different classes of students where a kid or two got up and sang Let It Go and instead of singing, they screamed and I had to stop them and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we are in music class. We do not ever use our shouting, screaming voices. We only use our singing voices when we're singing. So that gives you an opportunity to use those skills. You can do something with, if you're using basketballs or bouncy balls, you can do a meter activity and do the meter activity to a fun song. Like I love to use the song Popcorn. And if you don't know that one, you can look it up on YouTube. And that is an awesome one. It's got a really good, I can't remember what meter it's in off the top of my head, but I know I've used that for meter before. So Take the things that you're trying to review anyway, rhythm reading or meter or steady beat or whatever it happens to be, get out some fun manipulatives, I can't say that word today, and you're going to save yourself some money on those stupid little trinkets, you're not going to load your kids up with candy, and they're not really going to realize they're learning. Here are some tips on using those reward days. Let's say that you don't wanna do that class craft XP. I have this cool reward wheel, or I did have, I don't have it at my new school, but I probably should invest in one. But I have this cool reward wheel. It's kind of like the Wheel of Fortune. It even does the like, you know, that um, the spinning sound that it makes. And when it stops, it'll stop on one of my rewards. So that's kind of cool because then they get to spin and they get to kind of choose the reward. So that's kind of another way to do it. Now, the way I do that is if my students have had a really phenomenal, fantastic day, then I let them spin the wheel. You could also do something like write the word music on the board, or maybe start with M, and if they're doing good things, just continue the word, and at the end of class, if they've got the whole word left, if you're doing it erase, erase, or if they've formed the word, then they get to spin the wheel. So, And then the following week, they get to do that activity. So that is another way to do that is to use a spinning wheel. So if the XP thing doesn't seem like your cup of tea, and you'd rather do something like this, that's also another way to go. Another thing you could do is keep track of points. So every time they have a great day, you give them a point. Now, I am finding that my students are, 
keeping track of points for too long doesn't really work anymore because they kind of lose interest in it. So you need to make sure that they have some kind of a reward, say once a month, and make that a priority for yourself. It is going to keep your students engaged and listening and learning. So if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out to me at Jeanette at storiesthatsing.net. I am happy to answer your questions. I'm also happy to guide you towards creating some of your own reward days. And I've got something fun for you. I'm going to give you my list of reward days. All you have to do is go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash reward days. That will be your special gift for listening until the end of this podcast. If you got some great tips and tidbits that are going to help you become a happy music teacher, I would be so thankful if you'd leave me a review. Thanks so much for your time. Well, that's all I have for you today. But before I go, let me remind you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you.